0: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's not very good at math, so we can't figure out what the result of gelatinous cubed is. It's Sif Pop. It, 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 Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays. You're available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. get per- perks. Patrons get those perks. Critical role. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he came here thinking there's a way out of this world for him. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. That's morbid. Ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. I meant the podcast, Andrew. I meant the podcast. Why you gotta be so morbid. And please welcome our guest this week. I was really hoping that Jarnathan would be here instead today, but it's Ian Whittington, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, wait, No
1: Vodkins. Way! Hello, everyone. I've seen 50% of the movies this week.
0: So, uh, and because of that you don't necessarily get the jarnathan reference but uh no but, yes, it is yes, yes. It, it, it was a great reference oh was, i yeah. agree i'm it's sure brilliant it, was. it, was big big yeah. it kills
2: it's like <laughs> well done. so wait ian you're stateside now so i am what's your excuse young man
1: there was a last minute emergency everyone is fine but it prevented me from going to see dungeons and dragons he so, was very enjoyed. very sad like minutes before we I had to set off,
0: um yeah. he was literally experiencing like a real life adventure where he had to make uh life saving throws there was and an, yeah. a,
1: there were multiple nat ones that were rolled, and then I rolled a nat twenty to save the day, but yeah. I had to sacrifice my main campaign for this side quest sadly. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Sometimes it is, that's what a great hero does. Ian.
0: It is a little, right. it is a little bit of a bummer. But here's here's what I uh, I I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to your questions about the movie. Mm. Things you might want to know, non spoilery, because we obviously don't go into spoilers uh, on the main mm-hmm. episode. And I actually don't know that we'll do a sif spoil for. Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know that one's needed. Uh, John Wick. We probably will do. There's some stuff at the end I want to talk about with John Wick. Um, but uh, but yeah. But you are. It is sad in the fact that you are a a uh, very very. Um, vehement d yes, player. I am. Uh, and so that would have been fun. But Andrew, you're also a <laughs> D&D player. So, I, you know, we we will definitely have that perspective uh, on the show either way. So, looking forward to those conversations about yeah, John Wick yeah. Chapter 4 and Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which I keep forgetting to say the subtitle, but I should because. Yes, you know, it's
1: not the nineteen you nineteen know, the Jeremy Irons, 19, Irons one. Version. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that yes. was 2000, actually. I know. I keep, I keep forgetting this. It I keep looks thinking that movie came older. out in
0: the 80s, but. It, it didn't it's 2000 it's yeah. wild uh we'll also of course do some best ever challenge some buried treasure all that kind of fun stuff uh, before we get into it uh i i do also want to say andrew does the pre-show now and our Sifpop members mm-hmm. for their pre-show will have access to a uh D campaign that he set up for ian and yeah. i uh that uh we ran for the pre-show so uh thank <laughs> you to our Sifpop pop members and uh and uh, you can uh, thank Andrew for for the fun that you're about to experience. And a lot of things can happen you, in 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> you know what? I, I have to say this. Out of every single campaign that I've either DM'd or created the world for, having a campaign that lasts 15 minutes or less is one of the most challenging and difficult yes. things that I've... Oh, for sure. Uh, it's, it's wild how you know that limitation affects your ability mm-hmm. to tell a story but we so have a blast. If you, i hope you did. did i we really did. do hope you genuinely
0: did. we didn't need longer than 15 minutes to have fun uh <laughs> so uh you can and Aaron,
2: you just dove right in with your character and everything yeah. i was so i was so pleased
0: listen listen you can i mean if you're gonna go for it go for it right you you, and it. you did so speaking of go, going for it let's uh yeah. let's do some movie reviews shall we let's start it off with john wick chapter four Goodbye to you, my trusted friend
2: A new day is dawning New ideas New rules New management We've known each other since we were lying Who is this? The Marquis
0: de Gramont Challenge him to single combat We're to lose It's a way out I don't sit at the table Your family does. Please pray for me. With the price on his head ever increasing, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Uh, As the title says, this is the fourth chapter in the John Wick series. Keanu Reeves coming back is Mr. Jonathan Wick. you? and uh and yeah and a lot of the people you know from before some new faces you might not have seen before uh i will uh mention donnie uh yen coming in kind of as the main secondary character Mm -hmm. in this movie but uh, i'm curious what you guys think i think this is gonna be a fun conversation did you like it love it dislike it hate it or it was just okay ian's gonna start us off
1: Mm, um very very high side of liked it very high very high close close into loved it but All I'm not right. going to commit to that until I've had another viewing. Andrew,
2: Aaron, oh, uh, I'm right with Ian. That's like exactly the same spot. I am mm-hmm. close to loving it, but I can't pull the trigger on it.
0: I think I was on like high side of okay, low side of liked it uh, when I first saw it. Um, it is not aging well. I'm firmly and didn't liked it at this point. Oh wow! Um, mm. I, it is. It is. Re- it's sinking fast. Wow. In, in my uh, my perception, so uh maybe a fun conversation but let's let's love on the movie a little bit first. why do you hate this movie (laughs) (laughs) not yet but give me another week Uh give me another week you never know um so let's it sounds like uh we'll start with ian ian tell us Mm. some amazing things about this movie
1: i I, i'm i mean without making you sound like a jerk what's not to like about it (laughs) It's so much fun. It's exactly what I want and expect from a John Wick movie. A lot of action, but a lot of really well thought out, well choreographed, watchable action. There's only three cuts in the entire movie and that really shows. It's amazing. Um, And there's some really inventive stuff, like a particular overhead shot that is incredible. Um, Mm. Would I like a little bit more acting from Keanu? Yeah, of course I would. (laughs) Of course I would. But I mean, I'm going to need a gone it was it worked for me i don't know i my expectations were very very low despite the first three being uh, really entertaining excellent movies um i didn't immediately rewatch them before going into this movie so i didn't exactly remember why he was still on the run but the movie kind of caught me up enough and i just had fun I, i just had fun with it aaron why don't you like fun
0: it's just this, this is part of me. It's, I'm just very pessimistic. Yes. You know, it's just... Famous uh, for it, in Yeah, fact. it's it's just kind of how I'm defined. And Andrew, uh, talk a little bit about uh, this movie.
2: Uh, I liked uh, many things about this movie, obviously, but the first one I want to talk about is Donnie Yen. He is probably my favorite part about this entire movie. I... A I've always loved Donnie Ian he's one of my favorite like a uh, martial art uh, stunt men that's ever done Hollywood he's up there with Jackie Chan for me um and seeing him not only have you know great fight scenes but I found his character Kane very fascinating it's a very it, uh, it, it feels like this movie's trying to say if we're not careful what happened to John will happen to him and uh it's interesting having an actual, I think this movie actually uh, tries to. Uh, it struggles with some certain things that I don't think have been like a narrative standpoint since the first movie. I think this movie's trying to say a lot more than even two or three did.
0: Um, I can say a, a few good things uh, about this. Um, I, in fact, I, I'm going to say a lot of good things about a movie that I that I'm continuously uh, <laughs> feeling like liking. I didn't like. Uh, one of the main things I'm going to say is I think underneath this one is a lot more interesting thematic work than has been in the last two. Uh, I think this one is trying to really do something and say something about revenge. Is it something new about revenge? Not really. We've, you know, we've, we've, we've heard this message before, but it's more clearly, I think in some of the scenes, showing uh especially if you consider the the post-credit scene which i won't spoil for you but like there there is there is something this movie is saying about how violence uh and revenge are a no-win situation mm-hmm. there, there there is no winning this game that the people in these movies are playing um now eventually i will talk about the cognitive dissonance of well then why is it such a fun game <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but for now i think it, it it's worth saying that i i did appreciate that i think that's that's a, a good message i think that's a solid thing to to think about and to talk about and i think the movie takes enough time with that that it's there i think it's it's buried fairly well but it is there it is definitely there it is certainly not the first thing most people coming out of john wick chapter four are going to be talking
1: about perhaps not it's almost but, a
0: nod to like how
1: long the movies are going on for as well it's like hey this is the fourth movie how is this and that's
0: the point it mm-hmm. will never end yeah yeah um so so i think that's amazing i think donnie Yen is incredible mm-hmm. I, I i think he's his character is so compelling in oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and probably was my favorite character uh, in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I I found myself in some ways wishing maybe it was a Donnie Yen movie. And it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I really, really uh, did like that. And of course, the inventive visuals are, are really cool. Like it's it's always cool um, to try new things, do new things. You can tell they really, really care about their craft, mm-hmm. their art. You know their art. They've talked many times about uh, the fun they have making sure that the reloads are correct and the mm-hmm. number of rounds are correct and all that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of care and concern put into this, and it shows uh, on screen um, in many, many ways. Um, what are some of the thoughts you guys have?
1: I um, I'm just captivated by Keanu. It is amazing how, with so few words, I just watching him just dance and do this choreography of death as like morbid as it is that every other, or like kind of every movement is heading towards killing someone. It's still a beautiful ballet and a dance to watch. And I will, I will take the occasional flub that you can maybe see in the background over having the camera completely still, like just plunking the camera down, watching these two people dance it out. Um, it, some of it can look a little bit wooden. I think especially in this entry, some of the, some but, it's, of the but it's a no-win situation, no win right? situation. And that's what I'm saying. I would yeah. much rather this than a thousand cuts that hide all of those mistakes. Um, right. so yeah, that's, it's just, it's just eye candy for me. I just love watching it.
0: There, there is something uh, really spectacular about the idea of lock it off, show what's really happening mm-hmm. in the room. Um, that doesn't mean there's not some digital course, stuff going yeah. on in places, uh, stunt doubles with face replacement, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. But I think Keanu is doing... It, it looks very much like Keanu is doing yeah. a lot of this. He's um, falling
1: down those steps over and over <laughs> again.
0: I doubt that part, but uh, but you know, there are there are many parts it looks like uh, Keanu is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's I understand completely uh, what you're saying about that. Um, Andrew, some other thoughts?
2: Uh, I think that... Out of all the John Wick movies, this one uh, feels like it's the most narrative driven, mm-hmm. as opposed to action driven. I agree.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, other than the first one, or do you mean including the first one?
2: I think even including the first one, I think that the it's the first movie is so good because it's so simple. It's a keep simple, stupid but it is narrative driven. It. You know, being simple driven. doesn't
0: necessarily negate it being narrative.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's that. You know what? You're 100% right. So, but I still feel like there's, there's an actual, like maybe it's just because two and three were so, uh, just action oriented. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the, uh, I guess you could say the plot was only in service of an action scene, where I think in this movie, Mm -hmm. the action scenes are in
0: service of the story again, finally. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, what else do you guys want to say? Do you want to? Do you guys want to do your negatives before I kind of do mine, or because you both, neither of you are like full on love, love, love this. So what mm-hmm. is it that kind of keeps you from being in that final category?
1: It is, it's exactly the reason why I like the movie so much. There's a little bit of fatigue where it. it this is a long, long movie, and yes, I think it it's, I think it's bloated. Yeah. I really do, and there is there is something to the novelty of sitting in a fight scene longer than you would usually see to, cool, when's the next thing? Because I wanted a little bit more story. And I agree that this has got some of the best story that we've seen in the franchise, but it is it lives in these extended fight sequences so much and then the pace kind of crashes a little bit and then we go back to the next huge set piece. And I think it had more to say, especially with the revenge stuff and the Donnie Yen stuff. I think we could have lived in
0: that a bit more, or just reduce the runtime. But you know, I will. I would almost rather have um, Ian McShane mm-hmm. walking down a a hall of giant art mm-hmm. for two minutes. You know, I would almost rather have that than the 20th knock over the head with a nunchuck. Oh, completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, like because I, I that I, served something in that
1: right. moment. That was the tension right. and the opulence, and that really did something for me. I yeah, think the, I, I think
0: the nunchucks is my clearest example of how I feel like the fighting is bloated in this, because it's no, like... No, for me, it's a stairwell. The stairwell is bloated? Fall, yeah. I, I thought the stairwell... No, I love the
2: stairwell. Yeah, I think
0: the stairwell works better than the nunchucks, but... um, But, but also the nunchucks. What's that? But also nunchucks. But also nunchucks. But but just to you know, it's like okay, I get it. He hit somebody over the head with the nunchucks five times. Cool. Oh, okay, 10 uh, Oh, twenty. Oh, we're thirty. We're going with thirty. Oh, you know, whatever it is. It just it was like man, it just it just seems to to go on so long. Um, he
2: forgot to take the Nerf padding off of the
0: nunchucks. So that's he what they really go yeah. at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's gotta. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I like how in this movie. <laughs> we don't want to see a fight between two characters. Like the movie's building up this entire sequence, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. of this fight. Can you um, remember a single you could time between in three any-
0: characters, by the way? Yeah. That you is very true. We're rooting for three characters that are all in, you know, combat with each other.
2: Yeah. That, but, uh, I don't think I've, I can remember a single character in, in John wick that I didn't want him to like fight. like, whether it be, uh, I forget the Italian family's name from the second one. You know, he wanted to fight them, you know, and the audience wanted him, you know, to get revenge and everything. The whole John Wick franchise is kill this person, get revenge. Now we finally get a person where we're like, please don't fight them. I don't want you yeah, to fight them. Yeah, I don't them. want one
1: of these people to, to die.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'm surprised it took them this long to uh, t- uh, to use that as a storytelling device. Yeah. Um, Andrew, what was it for you? What was it that kept you from just full on loving this? Too many fight scenes is really what is keeping me. It is such a long movie. What a strange um, thing to say
1: about a John Wick film. We sound like idiots. It's,
0: it's in, <laughs> No, it's interesting to me. I agree with you, but I did not expect all of us to agree on this point because I, I would expect, especially people who love this movie, I would expect many of them to feel like no more. Just keep piling it on, like you know. Well, is there why is. Why I'm not really waiting
1: for that rewatch because that second time round will really tell me if it drags or not. Because the first time round, it is all novelty, but I still felt it in the moment mm-hmm. that this is amazing, but probably five minutes too long in every instance. Yeah.
2: What's interesting is that there are so many sequences in this movie where I'm like, I wish that sequence was longer, and. I'm like, yeah, you could have cut out that fight scene. Like, I think the beginning of this movie is a little bit rushed uh, in Osaka, that whole sequence. I'm like, we could have spent a bit more time there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm always interested to see continentals in different areas, you know, for some reason that the world building that this franchise has done over the years is so fun. Here's my biggest complaint with this movie there weren't enough rockabilly girls doing paperwork and filing away, you know, information (laughs) about. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint. The not world building? Rock- yeah, not enough rockabilly girls.
0: Totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, I will say uh, I have two main complaints about this movie that continue to linger on and and draw me down the precipice of the not liking this movie stairs. Um, <laughs> I at one point stood upon the stairs of, hey, maybe I liked this. And <laughs> I, I no longer do. So, I, uh One of them is, and I think I've talked about this a little bit before, I really feel like with this franchise, um, the simple way to say it is it's gone a direction I'm not interested in, right? Like the first movie I still to this day love. um, It is, uh, like you said, simple. It's driven. The story is very clear. um, You know what's going on. And it still kind of gets into a little bit of fun world building and some things you are like, oh, what is this universe? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then the franchise just became more and more interested in the parts of the first one that wasn't my favorite part. It was something that was o- okay for me. And because of that, there's almost – and again, this is a terrible compar- comparison in some ways, but I, I think it gets to the heart of what I'm saying. There's a, there's a fast and furious of the John Wick universe mm-hmm. where it becomes a this bigger superhero version of this simple thing, Right. Now I'm not comparing them on quality levels or or those kind of things but I think in many ways and this may be a compliment or a takedown depending on your opinions I think this is kind of the Fast 5 of the John Wick movies where it's like obtaining what it always wanted to be mm. and what you know it, it, the place where it wanted to go there are many people I'm kind of one of them who think Fast 5 is is the best Fast and Furious movie, you know, because of that embracing of, of what it is. That's an interesting comparison considering you don't
2: like this one, but you love Fast Five. It
0: is an interesting comparison. and We can get into reasons why. Um, and I will do that shortly. But before I do, I just want to say there, there is something that is captivating and compelling about a movie going, nope, this is what I am. Yeah. This is like I, guys. Look, I'm a three-hour fight, fight, fight movie. That's what I am. If
1: we'd have had the money, we'd have done this with the first
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the difference is the fast and Fu- the Fast and Furious one is not a movie I love. The, the Fast and mm. Furious one is an okay movie, right? That's my favorite, <laughs> um, and that's <laughs> but fine. I get what you're saying. That, I get that's what you're fine, saying. but it's it's not a movie that I, you know I I love. And so for me, the Fast movies. Going into oh no we're all superheroes with cars, I was like cool let's go superheroes with cars that's kind of amazing you know, whereas this one I loved the first one so much and then it's going hey we're going superheroes with guns I'm like I, I I no how I, like I I want to go back to the character I loved in the first one, um and just kind of the simplicity of the first one so that I think that's the difference is this move these these movies found themselves by arriving at a place i wasn't interested in and the fast movies found themselves by arriving at a place i was mm. interested in so um but i do think there are a lot of similarities uh in kind of the progress of those universes um so yeah that's 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 one thing for me uh for this movie where i'm just like i just i'm not it's just when i think back of the things i like in this movie there's five to ten minutes of things in a two hour and forty minute movie. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I mean? Like because I'm not counting all the like. Uh, so like okay, so a lot of people talk about like the above the 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 sh- the above shot with the cool flashy in the f- warehouse fire yeah. gun or whatever. I'm like I've seen yeah. that in video games a million times. Like yeah, I don't the movies. Uh, Well, no, I understand, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, that's not captivating to me. And this, this leads me to my biggest negative. And Ian, we've had actually a one-on-one conversation uh, about this as well. And it just won't escape me. And I, and I want to say, before I say this, there are, when you say things like this, it can ring a little judgmental. And I promise you, that's, that's not what I mean here. I'm talking about my own personal, I'm talking about my (laughs) own personal processing of some cognitive dissonance. Um, I every day find gunplay less and less fun. I just like the, the idea that guns are the object here becomes more and more distracting to me. So when I think back about scenes, it, so many of them are about shooting guns, headshots, multiple shots, you know, loading guns. There's this, there's this uh, gun worship that goes in, in, in movies like this, that is, uh, it, becomes more and more difficult for me not to be distracted by mm. um, if it were all swords and arrows I think I'd be better like and I think the reason that is is because there is something uh, a, a, it's not that that somebody couldn't use a sword or an arrow to do massive destruction <laughs> to the people around them it's just it's just that that's not the culture we're in yeah. like it's not a sword and arrow culture there's a gun there's a gun culture and you know there's something that just eats at my brain about like are we going are we going to 20 years from now look back at all the gun movies and just be like man what were we thinking and it's just it's it's something i'm i'm processing that's it and so that distracts me it's hard for me to fall into the enjoyment of a lot of those scenes Cause it's people shooting each other and it's just, it's yeah. So the whole ballistic ballet thing becomes uh very distracting to me.
2: Mm. I While I that. understand that completely, my uh, where I differ is I think that arrow and sword and knife c- combat for me personally triggers like uh, an intensity way more than a gunfight does. I think that there's way more brutality and, you know, just Visceral horridness in like a in a sword fight with people actually losing limbs as opposed to a pow uh, and then they fall but over. But
0: that's but that's the problem. That to me that's the problem. the The problem is that guns aren't visceral. Like there is no it's too wrestling easy. with the absolute dis- the destruction that firearms do. It it does just becomes pulls a trigger and a guy goes down. Like in it's it is it is. This weapon we are wrestling with as a culture, uh, from many different angles and many different views, and I understand that, but it's, it's definitely something we're, we're wrestling with. When, you know, a superhero in a Marvel movie, you know, kills somebody with a neutron blast or whatever. I don't know what a neutron blast is. I have no idea why I said <laughs> That's that. That's a Star Trek thing. But <laughs> 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 it, it, to me is a little easier to deal with because it's fantasy and nobody is, claiming that here in the real world is something that they you know want to take part in and want to do but when it's guns there are and it's just it's harder for me to process and and deal with so that is some insight into why the movie has descended down the stairs for me in many ways uh because i just can't shake that Mm. and it's getting hard it's getting harder and harder for me to find action movies that i that you know I can really enjoy without being distracted by my own cognitive dissonance. Um, so, so yeah, there you go. That is the, probably the main thing that's been uh, moving it down. I It's it's a weird place to be when you don't want it to be as fun as it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you look at it and you go, oh, that's so fun. Why? But no, stop it. Stop being fun. Stop making like, me love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, no, I get that there's something that that happens there so mm-hmm. just switch your brain off Aaron, and enjoy it
2: <laughs> i want to ask a question hopefully it doesn't sound sure. too uh inappropriate but uh you It'd guys were in nashville you know mm-hmm. not too that's true long ago does something like that affect your uh, opinion coming f- fresh do you think the freshness <sighs> Man, of that is Colum- affecting when you? when
0: columbine happened um it was this weird thing that nobody could believe yeah and, and now we are, you know, 30 years later, however long it's been, um, and it's just something you look at and go, yeah, another one. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the culture has changed to such a point that so I don't know that the Nashville thing specifically is, you know, I mean, it is weighing on me just as something that happened. And I just can't I just can't imagine the trauma in the the, you know, everything about that situation. But I don't think it's specifically the weight of the Nashville thing, because Ian Ian and I's conversation was before the Nashville thing happened. So yeah. like you know I I've already been processing this for the last several years, and um, I I don't think it I don't think it makes anybody who produced this or made this or acted in it or likes it or anything. I don't think it makes any of those people a bad person. Oh no no but, I'm not,
2: but, I hope you didn't think that that's what I was thinking. You were saying
0: no yeah. What I'm saying is, it, it's the it, in the same way it could be, it could be, I'm only in my own perspective, I don't know, yeah. but it could be the same thing where I don't think any of the people who acted, participated in, wrote, whatever, movies that made jokes that are now inappropriate are also bad people. Like, you know, because we, we just progress as a culture sometimes. We evolve to a different understanding of what's funny, what's cool, what's, you know, inter- what's entertaining Um, we, we have a lot to reckon with about entertainment because the parts of us that, that are, um, excited by uh, certain parts of life are kind of dangerous parts. You know, like there's, there are, there are many things, whether it be a titillation of violence or sex or whatever it might be, that there, there is this thing that can happen where the things that excite us the most are also the things we need to be most in control of. Mm. And, and so, um, Or just, or these uh, tendencies to, you know, team up against each other or make fun of somebody so that we feel better about ourselves or or whatever, you know, bullying, whatever it is. I think as a culture, we have to continue to evolve and go, remember that thing we did? Can you believe that was what we found entertaining? Um, I think the same will probably be said of football someday. Can you believe we thought that was entertaining? You know, like it's, it's just, it's just change. It's just progress. And it doesn't make the people who exist in the moments Of whatever in the past bad people. It just means entertainment is a really difficult thing for us to 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 find our moral center on sometimes what entertains what is gladiatorial and what is just fun entertainment. Um, So, yeah, so
2: basically what you're saying is you
0: like Donnie in in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> I really did. I really did like him because
1: of his cane. I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool character. Wasn't he was also blind in uh, uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue One? One Rogue yeah, yeah. too right. He, he, yeah, I was beginning to wonder is Tony blind? Yeah.
2: no, he's been making jokes about that. Like, uh I can't wait to play a person who can see in a
0: movie. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. wild yeah yeah uh talk about some other good stuff i feel like i've brought us down a little bit talk about some no. other talk about some of uh the other murdering people that you guys like <laughs> <laughs> no honestly uh, i mean there was this one moment where like a bow
1: and arrow went through a guy's knee and then he's like pivoting on it that, that was, was hilarious funny. it was great was, it was ragdoll funny. physics yeah yeah
2: no uh honestly I, the parts of this movie that i love the most are are are, are two characters trying not to fight each other you know, like, uh, whenever they talk to each other and they're like, mm-hmm. I, uh, Donnie, and you understand why he's doing what he's doing. You know, he's, he's a very empathetic character. And, uh, it's interesting to have two empathetic characters, you know, uh, at odds with each other, just, uh, and you don't blame either one of them, really. Actually, mm-hmm. you could, if you really were to like break it down as far as you could, you would probably think that, Donnie Yen is more of the hero of the story than John Wick is. I think that at the end of the day you'd come away going, "Yeah, I think that
0: Donnie Yen is the better person than John." I don't know. Uh, Donnie Yen's character definitely kills a good guy. Like straight up murders a good guy, but, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, if you can define a good guy in this universe. Yeah. But yeah. it's definitely there's there's definitely a moment where Donnie Yen decides to kill someone who a is defenseless at that moment, like is, you know, n- not able to, to really keep up with him. Uh, and yeah, you're right. You're right. Never no, mind. He, we'll he, throw that he away.
2: gives the, that person many, many options of him, him just saying, please stop. I don't no, want to do this. That's I don't want to do this. That's why I think, and you know, I, I, it's going to be spoiler ish, but it's at the very beginning of the movie. He's trying to protect his daughter. You know, mm-hmm. um, so there's a there's a paternal like a uh, familiarity that the audience can grab onto saying, yeah, oh, he's trying to protect his daughter. Yeah. Uh, and you could say, well, John was trying to uh, protect the name or the honor of his wife and and uh, Daisy, the dog. You know, that's what he was doing. So mm-hmm. that's what made him empathetic. And yeah. and the way this movie uh, boils down. Oh, I can't believe uh, I haven't brought this up yet, but uh, Lance Reddick just several days before I was this gonna bring that release that's so sad
0: yeah I, I was I was gonna uh, chat about that as my one last thing I think it's always uh, interesting and in this case sad when the real world collides with a movie like this but if it, mm. it was um, because of the role he plays in the movie it was difficult it was di- it was di- there, that moment was difficult to watch and um, I know it happened so close to the release that I think that first weekend, uh, maybe even the second weekend, they weren't able to get any kind of like dedicated to Lance Reddick or anything like that it in was the movie. Days,
2: days before, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And so they, but I think they have sent new files that have, yeah, um, like dedicated to Lance Reddick uh, in it. And um, I know everybody uh, is really sad about what happened, but it's it's weird when stuff collides like that, yeah. and and you just kind of have to process the difference between. Um, you know, the real world. Uh, Let's do one last thing. If you've got anything else, um, Ian, what's your uh, one last thing?
1: Um, oh, I think that, um, I, I I don't know. I might be tumbling down on this film. Thank you, Aaron. (laughs) Aaron I might be falling down the stairs myself. My goodness. Um, my one last thing is, I still, Despite everything, I hope to be in this universe more. I hope we get more movies mm-hmm. in whatever forms they come.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we know uh, we're getting the ballerina. Uh, yeah. In, what next year? There are two years. I can't remember. Yeah. Next year, I think. Yeah. 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 My one last thing. I can't remember if it's a mid credit scene or a post credit scene, but there is one. Yeah.
0: I think it's post. Post. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's all, all the way. way at the end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was D and D that had the mid credit scene. Okay. Yeah
0: yes so. correct D did have a mid- mid-credits spoil your one last thing for the next my movie goodness um yeah my my one last thing is i think i might be in the minority but i liked bill skarsgård's performance no so did i um, that's oh, my one
1: last thing
2: was that uh, <laughs> i take that back is that a french french guy. i've heard a little the bit marquee. of yeah.
0: accent mockery in yeah, it's fine in just french that kind of thing <laughs>
2: That, well that's that your Swedish one last thing, French accent you know yeah. yeah
0: if if that's your one last thing then I guess I'll make my one last thing uh Scott Atkins uh, who I had a chance to interview um, recently and uh, enjoyed that interview and he's he is probably the most ridiculous character in the movie easily uh the the most ridiculous hand of poker that means nothing. <laughs> and is played in no way that poker is played i hate
2: that scene so much i hate it too i it's
0: so annoying
2: that entire segment with uh, scott atkins for like you said as much as i love him that entire section could have been cut all
0: of it yeah it really could yeah it really could have and it would have also cut that icky kind of thing in the back of my brain where it's like are we we laughing because he's fat is that is that what we're supposed to be doing right now? Like, is is it? Be, you know.
2: Oh, it, I never got that.
0: Yeah, I there's it, it may it maybe not, but it just it seems like it, maybe it's just the performance, and he's being a goofball, and that's why we're supposed to be laughing. I think that's why. But the you know, look at the fat man do high kicks was uh, a little bit weird at times. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyhow, uh, Scott Atkins, um, has been doing. Uh, incredible action stuff for a long long time and a very
2: long time and
0: uh, it's cool to get him uh, get to see uh, some pretty major screen time that all of us would have rather been cut out yes uh, so, <laughs> we love you Scott so we're, 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 mean, he, we're he, glad he, for he, you and also we would have done it differently
2: he, he looks so much like Colin Farrell's cobble from the Batman that I was yeah. that's all I could think is like oh he's the penguin
0: fighting John Wick right now That stupid poker scene uh yeah. all right uh and also how how does uh, why does it sometimes donnie yen knows exactly what's going on without any you know help and other times he needs stuff on the wall to make alarm noises I think he like, could
1: tell the texture of the card how it changes uh-huh. color yeah. from white okay. to
0: red all right such a nitpicker He <laughs> should get a job doing that yeah.
2: uh you know the, the greatest card shuffler in the world is blind well yeah, yeah shuffling so. sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, a bit, but a card, uh, I guess, what, what would you call it? A, a card, card mechanic?
0: Card mechanic. Uh, a mechanic. Well, yeah, but he's probably working yeah, you know, with a they can do deck. The flips. Yeah. Like yeah. with a little, little, you know, but You little should, You should
2: uh, watch, watch some of his videos. They're
0: fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right. Uh, that is John Wick Chapter 4. And uh, let's move on to Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Truth be told
2: we helped the wrong person steal the wrong thing
1: we didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has
2: ever known but we're going to fix it so how do we pull that off uh figure it out over a drink probably best you
0: need to then give us a fighting chance we're going to need strength you got this right i know you don't A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Uh, This movie comes to us from the same writing-directing team that brought us Game Night, uh, which immediately got my interest up. Um, It is about Dungeons & Dragons, but also not about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, What did you guys think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Okay. Ian is avoiding watching the trailer as we speak since he has not seen the movie. Uh, Andrew, what did you think? Do you like it? Did you love it? Just like it? Hate it? it was just okay. Loved it. Loved it. Absolutely from loved it. Andrew, uh, I am. My, my official rating for this movie is Loved It More Than Andrew. Yes. Uh. (laughs) Nice.
1: Nice. My rating is I'm extremely excited, like more so than I was. I'm pumped now. My expectations are probably too high. I'm going to hate it.
0: Yeah, I I apologize for that. I'm interested to hear some of your questions after we kind of talk around some Mm -hmm. stuff, but... I I will. The reason I say loved it more than Andrew is two, twofold. Number one, I want to start. Number two, <laughs> nice. That's number, how you play poker. Number two, yeah. number two in my five of a kind of twos <laughs> is that I I think it is important to hear from the non D person yes. on this for a for a lot of reasons um, and because I think one of the the first things. That I thought going into this is, oh, are we going to have a World of Warcraft situation again where I just feel like I'm being left out of every joke? I don't understand what's good. I don't understand the references. And the movie is like drawing red circles around its references that I don't get. You know, like, am I going to feel lost? I didn't feel that way in this movie at all. Like Good. I, I, I was afraid. No, I. In in what I'm really curious to hear are what are the reference. You know, like what uh, what references did I miss? That's really interesting to me because the trick I think in a movie like this is being able to just be a great movie that somebody who's never played Dungeons and Dragons uh, will enjoy. And also being the kind of movie that somebody that does play Dungeons and Dragons goes, oh, I bet that character is a bard, you know, or whatever it might be, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And I think that's uh, I think that's accomplished, at least as far as I know, really, really well here. I can only give the non-Dungeons and and Dragons perspective here. Um, I think my main positive for this movie, and then Andrew, I'll let you talk uh, a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that I think everybody can get this movie, no matter what your familiarity with D&D is. I just, I vibe with their sense of humor. Um, it's
2: one of the funniest movies I've ever seen.
0: Dalian and Goldstein, uh, who has mentioned, did Game Night, uh, which is one of one of the best yeah. modern comedies uh, yeah. that's been made. Um, they just have such a sharp, hilarious sense of humor. There were so many moments during this movie that I was giggling or laughing or smirking or whatever. Um, I I just think they understand how to create something that is both narrative and dramatic and going somewhere and also lighthearted and fun and um, and almost frivolous. It's really interesting how they, they can combine the frivolous with the Meaningful. And when I say meaningful, I'm not necessarily talking about deep philosophical. So I love that stuff, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking uh, meaningful in the fact that it means something to the story, right? Like it means something to these, to these characters. It, it may be called back later there. You know, this movie is, is really, really intricately woven as Game Night was. Uh, and at the same time, also Severely funny, um, and in, in many of the same ways uh, that the, you know the characters all have funny moments in Game Night. Whether it's oh no he died, or <laughs> you know uh, the reaction to. Pulling out the bullet or, um, you know, the, the, the neighbor with the dog and the chips. And like, you, you, know, you have all these moments where you're like, that movie's so funny or the table not breaking or whatever it might be. Like, you, like you can recall all these things in, in their movies. And I think Dungeons and Dragons is the same. I think there are so many funny little things that I'm not going to give away here because I want you to experience them um, that after you've seen the movie, you'll really have had a good time with. And that is such a gift. Not everybody has that when writing. And I'm just, I'm really impressed with their writing skills and directing. The movie looks great too. I, I could go on and on, but Andrew, why don't you say some good things?
2: Um, the best thing I can say about this movie is it feels exactly like a campaign would be run. Like exactly. No one turns up on time? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> no one turns up on time and everybody's on their phones yeah. whenever they're not in the combat <laughs> order. No, but. Um, just the uh, the the uh, the nods. I guess a good example I can give, just so Aaron knows what type of scene I'm talking about, is the graveyard scene. That graveyard scene, I guarantee, I've seen that that exact uh, like a uh, interaction play out hundreds of times. The authenticity to how an actual D and campaign is run, and like how it uh, plays out is so amazing. It's as if, and I don't know, like if somebody told me this, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually if this was actually a d and d campaign, like all the choices and everything that we see these characters making are all predetermined by roles, you know that like the people who actually played the story out. Like if somebody were to tell me that this was the actual campaign that that uh, these
0: guys had played. I wouldn't be surprised because it feels so genuine. I would, for one main reason, it's just too per like it's everything works out too perfectly. Like they, I imagine there are you know, uh, I mean it could all work out that way, but I imagine with D anD D, part of the fun is that it you know it's unknown. Like you could roll the wrong rolls, and all of a sudden you know other things happen. So there are yeah.
2: plenty of times in this movie where the characters roll the wrong rolls. As no, it I'm were. talking about. <laughs>
0: I'm talking about more like the intricacy of the plot. Like there's, there's. Oh, the narrativeness yeah, of it all. Yeah, okay. um, but maybe I'm wrong. I could, I could totally be wrong. I've never played the d so you could be absolutely right.
2: No, you have.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, you have. Yes, I have <laughs> Sin Club members.
2: Yeah, because ours took place in Faerun, which is. Uh... Part of D D. This takes place in the Forgotten Realms. A lot of the uh and all uh Aaron, I know this was one of your questions you had is uh, how much of this is authentic? How many how many references are there <laughs> to actual creatures sure. or spells or anything? That's the in the whole movie. And that's what I was afraid um uh, like, of going into this and in hearing your review is like, man, I hope that the story arc and like the characters were impressive enough for him to understand this movie and to like it. Because when I was watching it the entire time, me and uh, Roper, who's been on the show before, because mm-hmm. him and I went to go and see it together, the entire movie, we're just pointing and going, Oh, a displacer beast or, oh, a rust eater or, oh, uh, you know, just so many things that were like, I can't believe we're getting to see this, you know, like all the things that we'd been playing for decades, actually getting to see on this done on the big screen in a good way was pretty, pretty magical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apologies to our SIFPOP members who I accidentally <laughs> called members of a different club. Uh, which so, you can also feel free to be a you, part of. You can be a part of that one too. Uh, but uh, but yes, apologies for for calling that wrong. Uh, Ian, what are some of your questions before we get too much further? Like, what are some of your, like, as you're going into it, things you would want to know before you, you know, kind of head in? It, you're kind of already sold. It's not like you're not going to oh, see yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, You've
1: answered a lot of my questions. So I'm just going to talk about Reign of Fire instead, <laughs> because we've watched train of fire last night and that was a lot of fun um but i do have no i do have a couple of questions but more i mean aaron you've answered the main question which was did it play well for a person that has only played D for 15 minutes <laughs> and upon watching this movie hadn't played at all um uh,
2: how like how <laughs> How I was really hoping that, like him playing that, fifteen minutes would that would have been what unlocked the movie <laughs> yeah, for the him. Like, movie. He, went, he went it. into yeah. this, yeah. he went into this hating it, and he was going to tear it up. But my fifteen minute campaign, saved it. it saved it, it just, and it's yeah. now the greatest movie it was of the, the saving year. Role
0: for sure. Uh,
1: it, we, is yeah.
2: my, it is. Hey, nice. the best movie of the Thank year you. for me right
1: Thank now. You. Um, so I mean, you, it's pretty clear that you enjoyed it, despite not being d and D nerd. So mm-hmm. um, I guess Aaron uh, Andrew. Did it feel enough for you? Did it play it too safe? Because my biggest concern is selfishly, and I know this is selfish. It won't be D and D enough, and it will be D and D light or D and D for a wide wide audience, which is great. Get more people in, but I still want some. I want some stuff that kind of winks and nods at, at me and says, "You know what? You're a dungeon master. You're going to enjoy this."
2: Yes. You're going to get that and then some in this movie. That's amazing. At the same time, and that's why I think, that's why I come away from this movie going, I love this movie, mm-hmm. um, is because not only can it tell a narrative story that everybody can enjoy, thanks to Aaron letting me know that, but when it comes to people like you and I who have been playing for years and we know, like creatures and spells and locations and characters that whenever they pop up on screen it's not only done not as camp like hey look what we got yeah we got a beholder yeah here's a beholder Ooh, you know it's it's not like that it's everything makes sense for the story being told but at the same time in your head, you're going, oh, it's here. So I cool. can't believe this is going. Yeah. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to compare it to Iron Man. I think, uh, you know, this is another first movie in a geek, you know, centered culture that had to appeal to a broad audience to, to do what it does. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Iron Man got that uh, recipe correct. Right. Where you don't have to know even who Iron Man is or any of the Marvel culture to go to that movie and understand the story, understand what happens. Um, there, there are some winks and nods to people who do, you know, get that stuff. I'm sure um, in the same way that Marvel then started to get a little more geeky and, you know, nerdy, the further it got, you know, the, the, yeah. the big one for me was the first, uh, and it's fairly early, right? Was the first uh, Thanos uh, citing is one of the post credit scenes. I forget which movie that was. No, Avengers, the yeah. first Avengers. The Avengers, yeah. right? Um, that was the first time I was like, I don't get that reference. I I have no like that. Especially clear...
1: considering it's a reference they ignore for the rest. <laughs> they never come back to it.
0: But I'm just saying. Well, I'm saying if Dungeons and Dragons wants to be a little m- even more, you know, specific about some things that d anD D people will get, that's probably that could probably come down the road. Mm. I'm just. I'm just interested, I'm interested if they can break out of, oh, we have to have the same characters, do the second movie, mm. you know, because everybody loves these characters from the first movie.
1: Really? You should have the same actors playing different characters.
0: That would be, be amazing. That's exactly right?
1: what they should do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm
2: not going to lie. I freaking love that idea. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it would be It would have to be D&D. an anthological series, course, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be incredible. I mean, that kind of leads I quite... I am so on board for let's that. Let's
1: do it. I mean, it's our choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. My other question kind of links into that quite nicely, and anybody can answer it. It's, do the actors feel like that they're in a cheesy D&D movie? Or are they... Because like, my worry with Chris Pine is that he would almost be eye-rolling to the camera about what he's doing. Oh, no. But everyone seems like they're, they're in it and not hamming it up.
2: I will say they're is levity throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is, you know, uh, I wouldn't say meta humor, you know, it's not self-aware, but at the same time, the character's, What what would you put? uh, There's an actual phrase for like a hanging a light, hanging a lantern. Yeah, hanging a lantern. lantern. There's a lot of hanging the lanterns, you know, of like references and stuff like that, and like uh, Easter Easter eggs, you know, stuff. But at the center of it all, the characters in this movie are so lovable, yet because they're authentic, they're they're genuine. They don't feel like. Uh, you know, characters that have been created to tell jokes. They felt like mm-hmm. real fleshed out characters that actually have a purpose. That's all. I think
0: there's something interesting, um, about the energy of these characters that's different from almost any other movie I've seen. And I think it's something you're trying to kind of dig into, Ian. Um, I think these characters, they are not, uh, they are not self-aware in the way that you're talking about where there's almost a fourth wall eye roll, you mm-hmm. know, look to the camera and, did I just say that? You know, like uh <laughs> whatever it might be. It's not that. But they interact with their story with a different energy than I'm used to my characters interacting with. It's hilarious. It's great. But there really is this energy of... um well, it's, I guess it's D and D energy, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. this, there's this story progress energy of, um, well, hey, why don't we try this? Well, hey, why don't we try this? You know, kind of thing that happens in this that that isn't usually what we see in our characters from movies because yeah. there's usually a confidence about their decisions yeah. because their decisions are based on, you know, these elaborate backstories that they've made for themselves and different things, and so there's a confidence about how they're acting and what they're doing and there's that is stripped away from these characters a little bit purposely i think because both for the humor and for the Dness of it all and it just kind of works it, at least it did for me it just kind of works for me um and i think chris pine kind of leads the way in that i think he is in many ways uh well i wouldn't call him the the dungeon master because you uh the party leader yeah. Yes. Yeah. He,
2: he. It's called the face. Is what it's called in the camp or er, in D anD. d He's the face of the group. He's the one that interacts with everybody. Mm-hmm. He has the highest charisma. I will say, Ian. I don't know if this is what you meant, but everybody is playing their character archetype to perfection. Oh, nice. like they're like the charismatic and silver tongued bard, you know, or the uh, the butt kicking barbarian. Yeah. Or the uh, the holier than thou paladin, you know. Everybody like the tropes that you see in a lot of these characters. They are embodying mm-hmm. those, but they also feel like real, genuine people too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: yeah. really, I'm really pumped because the the crazy thing about D and D games, and which is it's so hard to adapt it, is that you do have a bunch of regular people that are playing. Uh, playing other characters that are in life-threatening situations, but always manage to have a joke at the same time and have to pretend yeah. that they have this wealth of knowledge and are inhabiting a person that's been there for for decades and decades and has all of this experience. So if the movie mirrors that, that's an insane trick to pull off. That's I'm really excited for that.
0: I think this cast yeah. is actually astounding. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love... I can't think I can't, of a weak link here. I can't pick. I was. I can't pick who I like the most. I yeah. I I, I was expecting Michelle Rodriguez to be the weak link. She's incredible in this oh, so movie. Good. It may be the best performance she's ever given. She's yeah, perfect for is. the role. Um, Sophia Lillis is amazing in this. Uh, Chris Pine is you know. Uh, pining He's so <laughs> charming.
2: i mean it, i honestly i am struggling maybe ryan reynolds it'd be hard pressed to find somebody who Brian i think could reynolds have pulled off in this movie no, 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 no i'm no, saying no, like no, no. I, the, the i'm oh. saying that ryan reynolds would be the only person there i is could a think surprise of they could cameo. pull off that charming that cameo blew me away like so unexpected yeah <laughs> but uh but i think that chris pine only Ryan Reynolds could have probably pulled off that that charismatic mm, charming type of character that. more yeah. but no i mean it's perfect
0: casting I don't all know. around i think i think there's too much winky deadpoolness about like that comes with him as baggage now he would I, have been looking at the camera yeah i don't know that he could do what chris pine did in this m- movie I, and that may be baggage we just have with him but it still you know impacts our ability to, to, to see it uh, Regé Jean uh, Page uh, loved that character uh, in this movie. It's, it was a v- very, um, um, in many ways, old spice guy. There was kind of a a, nice. a, a little bit of that. that energy to that character, which I really, really liked. I also like that there could be that kind of character in this movie. Yeah. Like it's just. Um, I don't know. I, I had so much. I cannot wait to watch this again. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to beg Ian when he goes to see it to let me come with him. Um, yeah. No, I was, ju-
2: I was literally just about to tell you, Ian, if you're going to see it while you're in town, let me know because I want to go nice. I can see it again. Oh, it is that's that kind awesome. of movie.
0: It's definitely a movie I want to see again and again that's and amazing. again. Let's do it. Um, the only name we haven't, th- the two names we haven't thrown out, Justice Smith, who I think is great in this, as everybody is, uh, and then Hugh Grant who is just a ama- mate like just make Hugh Grant every role like this like he's just so perfect in this role just so and I don't want to I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. anything about anybody's role in this movie but um but man Hugh Grant is so good in this I
1: was sold on it- Hugh Grant being in this movie as soon as I saw the interviews and he just hammed it up he was like I don't know what I just filmed I it had something to do with a board <laughs> game and he, I just turned up I said some things and I left
2: you can't tell. He's great. He really is That's amazing. Ever yeah. since he did, I can't remember which one came first, either Paddington Two or The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. The Whenever Gentleman. Whenever he started
1: ruined Hugh Grant for me. It's I can't watch him do anything else other than that. It's so good. Yeah.
2: Well, then you're in luck. It's not quite that extreme, but it's a character a lot like oh, that yeah, Gentleman character.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man, this movie's so good. It really is. It really is. It really is that good, and it just makes me so excited. I I hope that they are able to continue making interesting unique movies um and Goldstein uh and don't necessarily get locked into making one of these every 2 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe make one more of them but maybe do another movie first. Like I, yeah. to me if if uh if I had my if I had the ear of a young uh director or director pair in this case that is having you know some kind of like success like this because they are the reviews on this are good. Game night reviews were amazing. Um, I would I would just say make sure you're really thinking about the one for one for them one for me kind of thing yeah. because you don't want to get lost in. Well, I'm just gonna say um, you know uh, Ryan Coogler territory where he's an incredible director, but it's just like I'm I'm ready for the next like Coogler unique you know fresh idea as opposed to another marvel movie um mm-hmm. so uh so yeah i I'd, I'd really like them to to keep doing uh funny you know fresh uh, stories right, the
1: reviews are really
0: good that's yeah. crazy it's, I'm excited. it's well earned I'm it's excited. well deserved yeah uh one last thing mid credit scene there is you already spoiled that though mm. there is there is a mid credit scene um, my one last thing is, um, I think this movie confirmed to me that if I ever play a full D and D campaign more than 15 minutes long, that I, I definitely want to be a bard. Uh, it's, that's, where my, that's where it my, is easily is my
2: favorite. It's my favorite class. Yeah. It, it, it so it has, has utility for-
1: as well. That's what I think might be daunting for you, Aaron, is if you, if you mess it up, the team's going to be punished. Hmm, <laughs> yeah. I like
2: it. Yeah, that, it, that's why. Uh, not to give it away, but in the pre-show, you play your character class was a fighter, mm-hmm. and it's really the uh, the introduction class for a lot of people that are a barbarian. It was really, it um, was really
0: just uh, inspired work by you to make the pacifist uh, a fighter yes. character. That was that was just inspired work.
2: Well, I mean, you can't really for a fifteen-minute campaign. You can't have a healer. How many <laughs> times is a character going to need to be healed? That's fair. So we I tried. Mean, if, if 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 Ian was like constantly getting hit, I mean, either I was doing something very wrong with that campaign, or Ian was doing yes. something very wrong with that campaign. <laughs> Both things um, can be true. Industry. That is very Industry. yeah.
0: That is correct yeah. Uh, that is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, big big recommend. Huge huge oh, yeah. recommend from both Andrew and I. Go see nice. it. It is really really fun. Um, I win. Just a great time, man. I just, I mean, I love all kinds of movies, but there is just something about going to a movie and just having a blast that is, you know, that's that really hits the sweet spot. So.
2: I know you're only a singular person and you can't speak for everybody, Aaron. Mm-hmm. But after this, after watching this movie, were you at all like intrigued to play D&D? Like, did you walk out of the theater going, oh, that that type of world is interesting. Maybe that's something I could try and tell a story in. It or didn't expand like that.
0: my interest in D&D any more than it already was. Um, okay. I, you know, I have a few. D and D lovers in my life. And so I, I am aware of many of the ins and outs of, uh, you know, kind of how that works. But, um, for me, the interest has always been performative. Um, if, if yeah. I'm going to play D and D, I want there to be as big an audience as possible. Uh, and I, I don't care how that makes me sound. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like performing. I like being in front of people and you know, um, entertaining them. So, yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with that. So that would that would be the fun part for me for sure. Not th- not the world building. Yeah, there's there was nothing about this movie that was like you know uh, changed my view on d D and D or my interaction okay. with it. So there you go.
2: Fair enough. Well, regardless, I do hope that this movie gets more people interested in playing because it is a lot of fun and it's. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we're seeing this resurgence of it.
1: Uh, I'm amazed they haven't released this as a campaign. Alongside the movie coming out, that seems like a baffling oh, m- missed like a opportunity. 5-E yeah, just a five E edition. <laughs> like I don't get I it. I
2: think Wizards of the I think wizard of the Coast was way more worried about their PR nightmare they had earlier at the beginning of oh, the year. Oh, you think they're worried about that? That's cute. No. <laughs> <laughs> they they re they redacted everything, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, Well not I, I think what but. Ian's saying, I have no idea what you're talking about, by the way, but I think what Ian's saying is, yeah, they may have redacted things, but he doesn't think they were all that I don't think on, the other, them, on the other side of the screen yeah. uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let us uh, move into the best of a challenge. But before we do, thank you to our amazing Cif Pop members. And the yes. <laughs> Thanks, again. Thank you. And the Sync Thank you, Ian. Uh, the Cif Pop <laughs> members this week uh, have a bonus episode of us playing D&D together. So if you're interested in that, um, support starts at 3 bucks a month. Uh, I think the bonus episode uh, level is higher than that, but you can check all that out at patreon.com slash And we try to do a bonus episode every week and a lot of other fun stuff. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash And underneath all of it, uh, you're supporting this podcast in the associated website. And, um, and thank you for doing that it means the world. All right, let's move into the best ever challenge. We're doing best ever long sequels in honor of John wick, uh, Cresting the two hour, 40 minute mark. Um, we went with uh, the two and a half as mm-hmm. being what makes a long movie. <laughs> Um,
2: and there is a movie that's two hours and twenty nine minutes. I know exactly. Yeah, I know my, exactly, anybody, exactly anybody has another yeah. on that list? I'm calling you uh-huh. out.
0: I'm calling you out. Yeah, you will. You will. You will not be seeing that movie on my list uh, because it fell one minute short mm-hmm. of being yep. long enough. Uh, we'll go number five to number one, and if you have it any higher on your list, uh, then we will wait to talk about it until it's at the highest point on somebody's list. Uh, Kick us off at number five, Andrew. What do you got? I'm going to go with The Raid 2, Berendal.
2: This is such a fascinating action film. Uh, I think that the the actual story arc is a lot more complex uh, than the first one. The first one is pretty much just Dread, uh, which is funny because both movies came out the same year. uh, Mm Dread and the first Raid movie. Um, yeah, the first one is just yeah, keep going up the levels of the, the, the tower until you get to the big bad. This movie is a lot more along the lines of something like L.A. Confidential. If it had like some of the best choreographed fight scenes you've ever seen. Uh, I absolutely love this movie, the franchise. It can get a little... Uh, it's not something you could watch every day. It is rough, but uh, great Speak acting, great choreography. <laughs> I don't know if I could watch that fight in the knife or no, that knife fight no, in the kitchen. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm going to be sick. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. This was top of my um, honorable mentions,
0: though. Love this movie. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, who next?
0: I'll go next. My number five is Terminator Two. Uh, uh, Trump. Uh, tr-
2: mm-hmm. Trump. Trump. Can
0: you do that again louder? Trump.
1: Right. Good. Wow. Number five. Trump! Much better. <laughs>
2: Hold on a tick. T2 is two hours and 17 minutes long. No, it is
1: not. Mm -mm. No.
2: According to uh, IMDB, it is. Nope.
1: (laughs) Not according to my Googling.
2: Are you watching the regular T2 or are you watching the director's cut?
1: I'm watching the one that Google said was two hours and 33 minutes long.
2: Regardless, I just want everybody to know, in my research, if it had popped up as longer, it would have been... Pretty high up on my yeah, list. Yeah, I get
0: two thirty three when I Google it. Um, so
2: come on, IMDb, get your head in the game, right?
0: Yeah, um, I can. But I can go also ahead. Pull Sorry, I didn't mean look. to cut but you yeah, off. But yeah, go ahead, Ian.
1: Um, well, my number five is Aliens. Ooh, I'm not trumped. Interesting. <laughs> um, I'm, is that one? <laughs> is this going to be the rest <laughs> of the show? <laughs> you just googling how long they, um, the the times are.
2: 2 hours and 17 minutes. <laughs> Wait, is <it> actually?
0: <laughs> Wait.
2: Alien I didn't have
0: aliens in Two my hours research. 34. This is fun. This is fun, <laughs> this guys. This is the best. This is
2: It's all fascinating to see I like was all the different
1: really detailed uh, on my on my searching. Um but yeah. Anyway, aliens. It, it would it's have made count. my list I'm, too. I say that I was fascinated that I wasn't trumped on this. To be honest, I- my
0: copy of Terminator Two is two hours and thirty three minutes and twenty five seconds. Okay, so. is it the
2: director's cut or the theatrical
0: release? <laughs> this the it's just the movie. It's the, it's the movie. <laughs> what is what? I didn't even know there was a director's cut. Of course there is. It's Cameron
2: oh my god you haven't seen the director's c- oh, this is a tangent but it's an important
0: oh, yeah, one yeah, like that's 20 minutes the director's of footage cut that of you, T2 you don't
1: see in the regular film my
0: copy of Aliens is 2 hours and 34 minutes and 26 yeah, seconds yeah it is do you have the
1: director's <laughs> cut or do you have it a- <laughs> so
2: okay okay yeah so we're gonna have differing uh, uh, movies no, on our list some of us
1: are gonna have right lists and, and you're gonna have the wrong list <laughs>
2: can't trust IMDb. You really can't, can't. You trust.
1: Um, anyway, Aliens. Yeah, great movie. Love it. Um, it's really good. Alien is incredible. And I, to, I... Oh, man, which one do I pop in more? I think I do put Aliens in more. I love that it swings oh, swings from genres. Um, I think the pacing is slightly better. Um, and, yeah, Sigourney Weaver just kicks all to the bottom. Um, yeah, I love this movie. The
2: Queen Alien is one of the greatest... Yes. designed villains in cinematic history so scary it's,
0: so good yeah all right uh on to our number fours uh <laughs> and just assume for <laughs> everything that we say that uh that we we mean the director's cut uh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> andrew what do you got three hours and one
2: minute i'm gonna go with endgame hmm. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. had
2: my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay, I didn't yeah. know. If, uh, correct. Yeah. To um, be
1: fair, it would I have like been in your honorable mentions as well. <laughs>
2: it's true. <treasure. laughs> it really would have. Um, yeah, uh, Endgame, it, it's not as good as Infinity War, uh, which is two hours and 29 uh-huh, minutes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The director's cut is, so, anyway. <laughs> so, man, I can't wait for that director's cut to come out. I wish it had a week prior. We could have put it on our list. But no, Endgame is great. Uh, the. The story, or the the finality of that entire first sequence, or the I guess you could say the first story arc of a Marvel was just to see it come to fruition was beautiful. Yeah, a lot of fan service. Man, the Captain America picking up Mjolnir is probably one of the most shocking and Im- like jaw dropping cinematic moments ever. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome for me. It was great.
0: Yeah, totally agree.
1: I think it's telling that we mainly talk about the final scene and not the rest of the movie, but we will move on.
0: I think everybody <laughs> here Hathor's great. Yeah, I think everybody here thinks Infinity War is better than Endgame. Oh, okay, good.
1: Yeah. I, I for some reason thought not. No, no. Cool.
0: Oh, I think I think
2: it's pretty widely agreed yeah. upon. I mean, there are there are more emotional beats and like a like tugging at your heartstrings and like great cinematic like moments mm. in Endgame, but I think narratively, I think Infinity War is. Like, I wish that
0: movie. last scene was in Infinity War. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's uh in Infinity War. It's so weird that infinity war of the two movies is the complete movie yes and the second movie yeah. feels like half a movie it's weird yeah yes. it's very it's a strange very strange, it's, strange uh, to pull it's, off. A,
2: it's a three hour long half a movie yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: so weird uh, all right my number four um, will probably get trumped I have the good the bad and the ugly uh, at number four oh, I no. didn't
2: put these on because it's an anthology mm-hmm. it's not really a sequel
0: mm-hmm. but yeah okay I would it's have the same, counted it as a same sequel. same character though right yeah
2: no it's not he's a different character in every movie I guess
0: I I I misunderstood that Um, well I still love this movie and uh, I think it has one of the most incredible I think it just has textbook show it to your film studies classes uh, how you create tension uh, especially in that last scene so um, yeah because the bad and the ugly is awesome nice.
1: Yep. Um, Ian, what's your number four? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Had
0: mm-hmm. that my
2: What number is this? Your four? This is my number four. Yeah. Uh Aaron, if you wouldn't mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. It's one of my favorite things, uh, is a person <laughs> requesting their yes. own voice. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to save time, could you press the button for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Uh I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my throat, you know, cool? from uh getting too raspy. Cool,
0: we'll talk about that later then. Uh Andrew, we're to you for your number three.
2: Later is right now. Very nice Blade Runner twenty forty nine.
0: Nice. It's a good choice. I definitely had it in my honorable mentions. <sighs> yeah,
2: I'm not really a big fan of the first Blade Runner. It it uh, it's a uh, oh. it's one of those movies that is sh- it's just not for me. But uh, I I can understand why people love it. But Blade Runner twenty forty nine is I think Denis Villeneuve for me is my favorite director working in Hollywood right now. His he's not only a visual master but the uh, the uh the way that he can tell a story um so many different ways like you think it's i think it's sh- telling of how impressive he is and how versatile he is that the same guy who did prisoners did Arrival, and he did blade runner it's 2049 wild. the
1: genre hopping is incredible
2: yeah uh and a lot of people don't like enemy but it's <laughs> same guy the fact that he could do all of these movies and that they feel so diverse mm-hmm. everything uh can't wait for dune part two to come mm-hmm. out uh blade runner 249 is one of the most visually beautiful movies ever but also the sound design in that movie is out of this world if you missed out on seeing blade runner in the theaters with that sound system mm-hmm. that it has oh yeah, some of the best sound design ever.
0: I totally agree that Blade Runner twenty forty nine is amazing, and also agree that I am highly uh, anticipating the second half of Dune. Yes, <laughs> um,
1: which will feel like a whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. All right, so I think that means my number mm-hmm. three, Dark Knight. Yeah, is what I have. Ah, tra- tra- you. Oh, yeah. loves the Dark Knight, best movie ever. <laughs> Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had wow. it. In, I had it at number three. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. On to your number three, Ian. The uh, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Well, I, 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 I will do this um, for you. Am members. I doing it for you, Andrew? Because I'm not doing it for me.
2: You're doing it. Okay, for I'll me. Okay, I'll do it for Trap. you. Ah! I'll, I'll, I then I will twice.
0: Then I will wait. I will wait to say what I want to say. Okay. So it's Andrew's turn. He's saying it uh, doesn't count. Andrew, what is your number two? This is where I have the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight.
1: Uh, yeah, me too. It's yeah. my number two. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's the correct place to have well it. Well
0: done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, Aaron, you were off by I was, one. I was. That's, that's a critical miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Um uh, yeah, Dark Knight, it's great. Heath Ledger, best Joker, uh, like, uh, live-action Joker we've ever had. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that's saying something because there's been a few.
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, Joker is one of of one of two characters that uh, two actors have won an Oscar for playing the same. I'm character. partial
0: to the Zach Galifianakis myself, but you know, you do you.
2: You know what? Lego B- Batman is beyond hilarious. <laughs> it really is. It- <laughs> But uh, no, I love Batman. Actually, my new uh, Batman statue just arrived in the mail. Nice. Today. nice. Oh, here, I'll show you. Oh,
0: Andrew! Andrew has Andrew is he's departed. He's he's going to get uh, some
1: mail. Yeah. Nice. You got the old one. Nice. Yeah. I love the gray yeah, and blue. That's beautiful. It's always been my favorite. Mm. That's gorgeous. And this is
2: from Hush. But yeah, love Batman favorite DC character, Batman so Hush, it's kind yes. of there's a bias, there's a biasness to me nice. in this movie. Nice. Ian, did you have anything you wanted to add yeah. about it? I mean that nobody has ever heard I, about The Dark
1: Knight. Um, I I think it's a hugely underrated film. Um no, it's it's yeah. it's brilliant. It's fun. It's as much um Heath Ledger's movie as it is Christian Bale's. Um and yeah. it's, it's incredible. I love it.
0: I have this pin here. Uh, Ian, you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, what color is that pin, Aaron? <laughs> the is. blue. Real blue. Uh, <laughs> if only, if only there were a sequel to Liar Liar that was right? over two and a half hours long, uh-huh. I would be there. Uh, I want it. I, I think Dark Knight is amazing. Um, it is an incredible performance, and Christopher Nolan has, knows how to make good movies. So there yes, you go. Yes, he does. Um, All right, so I think that means we are on to your. Did you just do your number two, Andrew? I think we shared. I think you and I shared. So it's my number two. Yes. Uh, This is where I have avatar the way of water thank you very much uh this movie is amazing and uh that is all to be said about that glad everybody agrees on to our number one I,
1: I can pull out one of his cables So, <laughs> <laughs> man that i respect and just Ian, so are you wrong. on my side
0: with way of water
1: uh, there's only one side of history to be on <laughs> yeah. yeah i did not yeah i did not okay yeah i did not but this movie
2: you And I have seen it since, since we've done that review. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. saw it on a regular screen where, like, I wasn't, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I, Ian, you knew this, when I first saw Way of Water, I saw it with 3D, like regular 3D, and it was all dark, and I couldn't tell. I hate going to 3D movies. But I I did see it on a regular screen. um, And, yeah, there is no question that it is the most visually stunning movie ever created. Yeah, Um, it's pretty. Yeah, it's a very. So why, why are we movie? talking just, about
0: John Wick again? Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, no, I, to- I totally get, I totally get the haters on this. Um, oh, don't you call me a hater just because I don't like it? <laughs> just because I hate something doesn't mean I'm a hater. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> think, the objective viewpoint. Uh, you, you, yeah, Aaron
0: mispronounced "realist." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes. All right, let's get to our number ones. A- Andrew, uh, kick us off. Uh, two towers. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, so here's where I will say, how can there be a sequel when it's all one movie? Well played.
2: <laughs> well played. Not,
0: there was an end to the Fellowship. You know, you're so wrong. Uh, there was just a de- there was just a delay. <laughs> there was just a delay in starting the middle of the movie. I'm <laughs> talking oh. about Way of water again. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know, Aaron. For as many times as I've made that argument. Uh-huh on this uh-huh. show that they're all just one uh-huh. movie well played yeah. Yeah. well yeah. played uh but i t- obviously i totally get it it would have been my number one had i not wanted to be a goofball oh um, yeah so mm-hmm. so there you go it's a great movie it's good
2: wait uh so i'm just curious going around what is your guys's favorite of the trilogy
0: two one three i genuinely can't i genuinely can't i just can't i can't even huh. uh, it's it's uh it's it's too difficult. They're all so amazing and they really are in my mind. One experience, mm-hmm. one glorious 10 hour experience. Yep. Totally get it. Yeah. So, um,
2: but yeah, yeah, number two is the best. I think it was actually Jeremy uh, who said that the reason why he liked two towers the most as well is because if you think of Lord of the Rings as a sandwich, all the, the deliciousness is in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I just I I I don't even know how to argue against myself. Like to pick one, <laughs> like it's just like yeah, but what about this from this one? How can I how can I call two towers when the first one has so much of the incredible Frodo and Sam stuff? Like it's just you know, and when the last one yeah. you know somehow resolves yeah. all this stuff, like I just it's just yeah, it's I I can't rank them um all right so you guys both had or no you had lord of the rings at number one that was my number three and that was your number three uh so i guess it's time for my number one uh which is also amazing movie that we all agree on i love this that my top two are just total agreements uh last jedi is my uh number one i uh, I mean i put it into
1: my honorable mentions to be a troll (laughs) (laughs)
0: um man i think this movie's good uh Someday soon, it may actually surpass Empire for me. Um, but I need a couple more watches before I can say that. It's it's just... Uh, what can I say? I think if Star Wars had made the artistic decision and launched off of this for the third mm-hmm. one instead of reverting to yeah. what they wanted to do, I think it would have opened up that world in incredible ways. Yeah. Um, but- I actually
1: agree. I love The Last Jedi. It's my favorite of the... The new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not better than the four movie, five movies that I
0: mentioned. <laughs> sure, sure, I understand that. I understand that. Uh, Ian, what do you have at um, number one?
1: This is I'm breaking the rules. It's my personal <laughs> favorite. It is the best. It's Terminator Two, Judgment Day. This damn movie is so good, considering like the original Terminator is bordering on goofy with some of like the the kooky special mm-hmm. effects and. Um, some of the melodrama this movie just goes hard and it it is still it is depressing but it is still uplifting it is it has some of the best action set pieces of any movie in history i can watch every second of this movie and it feels like it's half an hour has gone by not two and a half Mm, um mm -hmm. it is a masterpiece of action film making and world building and i just i yeah, I adore it. I yeah. love this movie so yeah. much.
0: Yeah, it's the uh, the second best Cameron uh, movie on this list, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Aliens is good, but it's not it's not as, not as good as Terminator 2.
2: Well T Two would have been number three on my list yeah. for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> And you honestly, uh, I know it, it may sound like I was joking earlier, but you really do need to see the director's cut of *Charm*. I don't even know 2. what the
1: differences are. Um, I don't know what they cut. Oh, out. Really? I, I don't know that I've seen
2: the original. Oh, then, yeah, I, this I is like, the only
1: version I've ever seen. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: There's there's an entire sequence where they actually do operation on the terminal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I like seen they, that. Yeah. yeah. Where they where they cut his mm-hmm. head o- open? They cut that out. Yeah, that wasn't. But that's yeah, where that they wasn't re- removed the chip. I know. That's baffling that, that wasn't in the theatrical wrong. release that's weird also at the end of the movie when the t-1000 is like glitching out and yeah. stuff like when he puts that's not in the uh, theatrical that's release weird. either
0: yeah all right uh, honorable mentions i'll uh, throw out godfather 2 and uh, no time to die i think are both uh, worth at least mentioning what else did you guys have
1: uh yeah end game the raid 2 the dark knight rises because i do enjoy that and it's it's a good movie. It's still good. Uh, No time to die in the last Jedi. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got all mine. So yeah, good job. All right, let's move on and finish off with the buried treasure. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want people to know about? Ian, you are our guest. So you will go last. That's me. I will go first. Uh, There's a new version of the challenge out. It's the challenge world championship. Um, It is out on Paramount plus. And this combines the Challenge USA, the Challenge Australia, the Challenge uh, England, UK. Sorry, Ian, I forgot uh, what, what, what your country was there Do for a second. Do not need to apologize. I try to forget <laughs> daily. And the Challenge Argentina. And it combines some of the best from those challenges with some of the best from the OG Challenge on MTV. They call them Legends. And each of the legends teams up with one of the uh, world players and they are competing, really enjoying the dynamics. Um, One of my favorite things about the challenge is that the players play season after season after season. So it's kind of like, you know, rooting for your favorite sports team, those kind of things and uh, really enjoying this season. So, yeah, check out the challenge world championships on uh, Paramount Plus uh, if uh, if you want to. Uh, Andrew, what do you got?
2: Believe it or not, I am recommending a Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace. Nice. Uh, because I just re-watched it a couple days ago. This it's is a good great. movie, guys. It's,
1: it's my favorite Star <laughs> it's Wars movie. It's a good movie. movie. I'm not even being dumb or ironic or anything. It's my favorite Star Wars movie.
2: Uh, I, 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 I can't go that I know. far, but, I mean, it's been
0: years since I've seen it. I just like, Andrew's like, Andrew's like coming out with like a hot take, like being like, you know what guys, Phantom Menace is okay. And then he ends like jumping at the chasm. He's just
1: like, nope, best Star Wars movie ever. I look for me. It's my favorite,
2: but I forgot pod racing. It's one of the coolest scenes in, and you know what? I would love Disney to do a pod racing miniseries, like following around drivers and stuff Mm. like the circuit. That would be really cool. Um, Darth Maul, one of my favorite yes. uh, Star Wars villains. He's so good. Uh, and of course, Qui Gon, man. Ugh. There's just so much to love about this movie. I forget the name of the little young boy who played the Anakin. I Jake? feel like a fool because I was it.
0: Jake yeah, something?
2: Jake Sully. Yeah, just
0: kidding. <laughs> no, it's
2: Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah, get off of that movie. Get off of that movie. Uh, yeah, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, Jake Lloyd. Uh, I thought he was good. Um, duel of fates, best lightsaber fight of any. It's the best lightsaber fight of any uh, Star best Wars finale of thing any ever. Star
0: Wars movie. I think. I, I don't have a problem yeah. with uh, the prequel. Love, I you know it's been an interesting journey with the prequels because with almost all of them, I really enjoyed them the first time I watched them because of my love for Star Wars and just oh new Star yeah. Wars stuff. This is awesome. And then on rewatches, it became obvious that the movies were really bogged down in some, you know, um, political machinations, you know, that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, yes. And it it kind of lost you like
0: that kind of it kind of lost some of the shine. And then I'm like, you know what? But the movies are good. okay? (laughs) so, yeah, I've gone, you know, full circle uh, on these movies. Um, But, yeah, I think The Phantom Menace is fine.
2: Still hate Attack of the Clones. Yeah,
0: I don't blame you. Um. All right, that brings us to you, Ian. What's your buried treasure?
1: Um. I'm gonna recommend something English that most people can't watch, and it's a. Why don't you talk about Reign of Fire? Oh, it's I like, should be talking like about, about the Reign of OG Fire. O.G.
0: Dungeons and Dragons. That would There are Dungeons it? and
1: Dragons in that movie. Okay, we'll, we'll see how quick Phil can can adapt <laughs> Reign of Fire. Um, genuinely, Reign of Fire is excellent. Um, Christian Bale is really good. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is unrecognizable and freaking off the charts good and incredible um
2: i kind of look like mcconaughey do. a little you bit you th-
1: actually do yeah yeah but far more far more approachable <laughs> um and um the other guy uh jared butler looks like um uh, james mcavoy in this movie and sounds like him very much uh, both being scottish he gets so all that crispy mm-hmm. uh yeah. yeah lovely bit of world building i'm amazed that rain of fire hasn't Nicely done, Phil. I'm amazed that...
2: Well done, Phil. I'm
1: amazed that... Coming in Rain of Fire hasn't been made into a spin-off series yet, and hasn't had, like, a world-building, like, kind of... Um, uh, Lord of the Rings? Like, not Lord of the Rings. The other one. Game of Thrones kind of series where we follow them through this dragon apocalypse. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially it.
0: considering, and I guess spoilers for a really old movie, but, um, you know, considering it, it ends with dragons still around, it's just that they have been, uh, you know, handicapped in a huge yeah. way, right? Like, without spoiling exactly what yeah. it is. A TV series following, like, how up.
1: cleanup, cleanup yeah. Would, yeah. I think would be
0: really, really interesting. Reclaiming so, the planet. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think people know about this movie. I no, just think I don't it's, think so. Yeah. I just I just don't think they know. I enjoyed it. Cool. good stuff what were you gonna what was yeah, your scene- uh what, what was the other one you were gonna oh, never knowing okay fair enough my own fault <laughs> it's my own fault i played myself
1: i will i will be back and i'll
0: save it <laughs> for right. then. fair enough fair enough
2: that skydiving scene and oh is it's so, so, so
0: good yeah that's great yeah uh that is reign of fire available for uh rent or purchase wherever you purchase digital movies uh the phantom menace available on disney and the challenge world championship on paramount plus we did it guys Woo! We managed to accomplish a movie in under two hours and 40 minutes. Nice. uh, Congratulations to us. Thanks so much for joining us today for Cif Pop. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at StudioDNA.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thank you, buddy. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. Thank you to Ian Whittington oh. for being with us. That's uh, me! Uh, Mr. Whittington, what would, Whittington. You like, what would you like people to uh, find you?
1: If you want my hot takes on Star Wars, then you <laughs> should go to Captain's Pod, which is a podcast where myself and Danae, host... A uh, word I can't say. Emer- Emer- Emeritus? Emeritus? Host, host- Emeritus. Host, Emeritus host, yeah. host, ho- Danae Hughes. I'm um, <laughs> <to laughs> Talk about Star Trek. We're currently going through Star Trek Picard Season 3. So, find that wherever you find podcast players. Podcast players? Podcasts. Uh,
0: sure. Or, or, <laughs> or, play, I mean, whatever, whatever. You
2: would you have technically Captain have to find Pod. a podcast player to yes. listen to the podcast. Correct. So you're not wrong.
0: No, nope. yeah. Do it. Find yeah. one of those and listen. Don't, don't hate the podcast player. Hate the podcast game. Uh, yeah. yes, we, uh, also thank our amazing six <laughs> pop <laughs> members. <laughs> Our sip Pop members uh, for Across su- the street For uh, supporting what goes <laughs> on Or uh, for porting <laughs> Whatever the case may be. Oh, no, he He Starts at $3 a month. You get access to a lot of fun stuff there. So go check that out at patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to leave a comment, a rating, or a review wherever you listen, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier then walking back up the stairs. We will be <laughs> back next week with Super Mario Brothers and Air. That's gonna what be a, a fun mix. show. Double so feature. We will see you then. Bye. I'm Batman. Batman. I'm Batman. Why did you say that name?